Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It is your boy, K Troll, on the mic, as always, and I am joined by just E nowadays. That's a change you made a few weeks ago. E, what is happening? Yeah, I'm actually just kind of lazy. Didn't even realize I had just E, but hey, let's roll with it today. I'm doing good. Doing a lot good. of people call you E. That works. You know, Big E, although obviously in our time at Wake Forest, when I was with the basketball team, we had an Eric Williams who was Big E because he was 6'9", 280 pounds. So his name was Big E. So I could not take that moniker. So they called me Little E, which totally fair. <laughs> and I was okay. Did they take that. a lot of pictures with you and him back to back, like one of these deals? Like <laughs> They should have. Uh, not nearly enough. So no, no, we didn't. Have you seen the obviously you've seen these pictures, but I'm more talking to the listener. If you haven't seen the pictures of Muggsy Bogues, where he's like with I don't know if it's like an all star team, I think maybe um, in the NBA. Fantastic. Or maybe just like the starting oh, yeah. lineup for the Hornets or whatever. Like it's just it's fantastic. Well, I just love even more recently when they would just show Yao Ming with other people. It's just like, holy crap, because he was what, like seven, four, seven, three, six, seven, seven. I don't know. I thought he was seven, what? seven. He's like eight feet tall, I think. He's like nine and a half feet tall. He could just be at eye level with the rim. Whatever happened to Yao Ming? He was, I feel like he was a great player. I feel like he didn't play as long as I would have thought he would have. But I guess when you're that tall, it's hard on the body, man. Your body just breaks, man. There's, you just can't. I think you just can't with a body like that. His, your knees, your, like, it's, people like that, like, their shins break when they just, like, run. And you're like, Okay. Yeah, my shin broke. I just blew a shin, and you're like, "Oh my god!" But my shin bone is also like, like longer than my body, so true. I get it. But did you hear a recent interview with Shaq? How he was saying when he was, and I know this was towards the end of his career when he was with the Celtics, but he's saying he was getting up to 415 pounds. Jeez, like that's a big while man. he was playing. Yeah, 415 pounds. Good lord! Good luck yeah. trying to move that person off the block. Like good luck moving him anywhere. That is yeah. substantial weight. <laughs> he is a big man, and you know man. when he came into the league, it's not like he was small. But if you look at his rookie year compared to like the height and maybe just like a couple years past his prime, it's night and day. Just the physique and the the stature. And so I know this is a football podcast. We're talking about basketball. Victor Wembanyama. It's going to be interesting to see if they can get some meat on his bones because right he now he turns into a four hundred pounder at some point. That'd be amazing. That of all just pure muscle. Just watch out, watch out. What do you think of Wimby so far? <laughs> um, good. I, I I don't I don't think he's like the the savior, the the next best player ever. I think he's very good. You know, he's still young and raw. He's got a long way to go, but. To come in at 19 and do what he's doing so far is great. You know, he's after what 18 and about eight or nine rebounds, a couple blocks, shooting threes, but long way to go. I mean, someone said before you start comparing him to LeBron and MJ as the goats, he's still got to be the goat of his franchise. Good luck passing Tim Duncan. So good luck okay. passing Tim Duncan. That's right. <laughs> and before you get to Tim Duncan, you got to pass David Robinson. I mean, it's a funny that they're all centers. That's just too. for big men. Just for big men. Excuse me, yeah, my you dog. You also got Tony back. Parker, Manager Nobly. Those first teams were pretty baller. Yeah. Robert Ory. <laughs> Robert Ory has. He the was most on every rings. championship team in the nineties. He does not have every all the the most rings. Because that goes yeah. to Bill. No, it's not Bill Russell. Someone has eleven. Ah, one of those Celtics players. Yeah, it's Bill Russell. Because he also he had two in college. He had like he went to like San Francisco, which I was is like a no name. Pop quiz. 
Sanford. Yes. Yeah. No name basketball school. Won a title or two there and then went to the Celtics. And they won nine out of like 11 years. I mean, that is they did. insane. Actually, insane. you don't see it on my wall, but I do have a signed picture of Bill Russell. And it's a great picture because it's not of him like dunking or anything or offense. It's actually of Wilt Chamberlain going for a shot over him, but he's blocking it. And one of my favorite stories about Bill Russell is that he said he always wanted to guard the best guy. And he said early on in the games, he would kind of let the offensive player get into a, a mini bit of a rhythm. So he's feeling confident and go. And then he's like, then I just took it away the rest of the game. And it was the best. <laughs> Shut him down. Yeah. And he's like, now you can't do anything because I'm just taking that away. They're probably like more, more frustrating because you're like, no, nah, I'm going to have a good game. And all of a sudden just completely crushed. Like yep. if you start out getting crushed, you'd be like, okay, I got to find a way around this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like you're like the whole game you're trying to. No, different. I had success. I can keep coming back to that. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna take nope, it away. Here. Last thing I'll say about basketball is when I played <laughs> NBA Street all the time back in the day, <laughs> yes. I always my as I customized my avatar, I always ended up with a Bill Russell jersey. That was like I don't know why, I just liked it. That was pretty sick. Okay. Nice. So, uh whatever. When I would play NBA 2K, my player was always a guard. Because got to be realistic, right? Little but E, obviously. Dunk was he was highest at dunk. He was the best. It was the best. <laughs> he spit up your he was water. The guard was ninety nine dunking. <laughs> <laughs> he was five foot seven, ninety nine yeah. dunking. Uh, I made it realistic, five foot nine. So five foot nine. Fair, fair. Okay. Well, there was some football Enough this basketball. weekend, and uh, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving as well. Obviously, three games on Thanksgiving. One game on Friday, which I actually forgot about. Believe it or not. Right. I didn't watch that. Uh, completely forgot that happened. I had family in town and would have been great to watch it, but we were watching college games instead. And then uh, a bunch of stuff on Sunday as well. Big takeaways from you from a fantasy standpoint? Anything that stuck out? Uh, I feel bad for our buddy Drader because, uh, you know, first of all, in our league, he drafted Joe Burrow, who obviously was up and down all year, then gets, gets hurt for the year. And so I'm playing him this past week, and so he had to pick up a new quarterback, and he picked up Josh Dobbs, which – had been looking good because in his first three or four, or his first three games with the Vikes, you know, he's getting like 25, 28 points a game. And uh, so he, we both were having off weeks. He needed Dobbs to get him 25, which is not unheard of. As I said, you know, he had three or four games above 25 this season already. And, and I told myself I was not going to watch the game because I just, I get too stressed when it comes down to the Monday night game and, and whether or not you can win a matchup. So I told myself, don't watch the game. It's just going to piss you off. So don't. So he texts me at halftime. He goes, Dear, all I see is dear Lord in the preview. I'm like, oh God, that could be a good or bad thing for me. I don't know. So then I look at the rest of the text. Dear Lord, Josh Jobs has negative points for me at halftime. <laughs> I'm like, he had God. like, so we all, we've all been singing his praises and it's been a, an awesome story and all yeah. of that. And he's looked pretty good on the field at times, but he also, apparently he's got like eight turnovers in four games with the, with the Vikings. Like, Woof! I thought well, he came in there and looked pretty good, and like won him a game or two. And you're like, this thing's this thing's for real. But like, no, actually, he's getting murdered and right. throwing picks left and right. So he's two and two with the Vikes now. And, and the, I'm looking at ESPN says the headlines: Vikings head coach. We're going to use a quarterback that can utilize Justin Jefferson the best. It's like you're going to give it to Jayla anyway. Come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Well, they might do uh, Nick Mullins. Who knows? Nick Mullins. Now, Nick Mullins is like a YOLO bomber. He is just like, um, you know, he reminds me of is um, Taylor Heineke. Oh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick is like the ultimate YOLO bomber. He was the original YOLO bomber. Then Jameis Winston came in and he followed Ryan Fitzpatrick's YOLO bombing. And then I think 
Taylor Heineke followed his yellow bombing, and Nick Mullins is kind of in the same vein in my mind. In he had that mind. one year in in San Francisco where like this kid could be the future. <laughs> he just completely fell off the map. And then Nate Sudfeld um, took over, and uh, yeah, uh, CJ Beathard got in there at one point. Like <laughs> yeah. it was nasty. It was, it was gross in San Fran for a couple of years with quarterback play, but you should have just kept Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's right? just be honest. Turns out he, he was, was totally fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, so Nick, it could be Nick Mullins. I don't know. It could be it could be Jaron Hall, the rookie. He's out of concussion protocol. Maybe it could be him. I don't know. Who, who knows in Minnesota? But it's important because Justin Jefferson should be coming back this week, I think. Yeah. So someone's got to get him the ball. Now, is he good enough that literally any quarterback should be able to get him the ball? Yes. But we saw Jamar Chase take a bit of a step back with, with uh, Jake Browning. He got a couple of passes. I think a few of those were tipped, actually. <laughs> like, they weren't actually great passes to him, but... I don't know. What do you expect out of Jefferson the rest of the way? I mean, I think it's unfortunately he too will take a step back. How can you not with when you're not playing? You know, Kirk Cousins is kind of the perfect quarterback for him. He's not flashy. He's not a runner. He's just the perfect prototypical pocket passer who gets got a good, decent arm strength, can get him there. Decent, I mean, good accuracy. So Kirk Cousins is definitely his guy. Uh, so unfortunately, with with wild cards like a Josh Dobbs or Nate Sudfeld, even though it's not Nate Sudfeld, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's tough. So you still, he's a must start, no question, but don't expect the 25, 26 points that he had been getting in his five games of action so far, you know, he'll still probably get you around 15, which, you know, for right now, as you're making a playoff push is good. Uh, I mean, you look at my team, Cooper cup has been extremely disappointing. Uh, you know, for the past three weeks, He's been getting me six points, if that. What's happening? And what, what do you think? I is don't happening? know. I mean, he, his ankle hurt a little, game bit. a little bit closer. Right. I mean, he was saying his ankles hurt a little bit. You know, Stafford was still coming back from injury, but Stafford had a great game last week. He was spreading the ball around. Tyler Higby went off. It wasn't even Puka Nakua. And Cooper Cup was targeted five times. So it's not like he's not catching the target. He's not even being targeted. So it's kind of funky. You, I think you'll expect more from a Justin Jefferson than I am right now currently of a Cooper cup, which sucks because I was really expecting bigger things from him, but I don't know. It's going to come out that Cooper cup, like the last seven games of the season was really just a decoy and yeah. people are going to be completely outraged. Justifiably. So like, I, cause in my mind, if he's healthy, he, you put him in your lineup no matter what, because no matter he's, what. he's no earned way. that until, until you see otherwise. Now, like you said, it's been four or five weeks in a row. So I think I started questioning it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, well, you, you never want to use the word unfortunately when you have a Cooper Cup. Like, unfortunately, I have Cooper Cup. So I I have to play him. But uh, I have Stefan Diggs on by. So, I mean, I've got Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, and Rasheed Rice now as my starting three. Rasheed Rice has been great. Uh, I, I keep missing him in my lineup. Yeah. He's so been, he's like, been he's, like every other week. Yeah, he's my questionable flex. Like, ah, do I put him in because he's not knocking out digs? He's not knocking out cup and uh, lock it. Is probably a toss up at this point, but he kept going in and out of my flex, and I keep I kept missing like the twenty five point games. I would get him for like the ten point games, but I kept missing him for the twenty five. So I'm hoping for a big reason I he has a twenty five point game this week. I like him a lot long term. I think he's I think he's a good potential rock solid option for Mahomes long term. I think Mahomes really likes him. He he yeah. fought to get him on the team. Well shoot he he's actually so reliable. <laughs> he, he looks so fast with the ball in his hand. And yeah, he catches passes, which turns <laughs> out is if we can just get someone to do that, Mahomes will be happy. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think uh Kadarius Sony's hurt again, I think, and Justin Watson bruised ego and talk about 
Canarius Tony just blowing the opportunity of a lifetime he has with the Chiefs. You go from the hapless Giants, where Daniel Jones is your quarterback, to getting traded to the Super Bowl contender Chiefs. Granted, you know, he won a Super Bowl at the end of last season, didn't really do that much for the Chiefs. Now it's like he did yeah, score in the he scored in the Super Bowl. He did score in the Super Bowl. That was his one or two, one or two catches. But now it's like, all right, he comes into this season. This is your chance to be Mahomes' guy besides Kelsey. Like, this is your chance. And how many times have we seen it? go right through his hands, literally be the cause of losing games. Uh, not, not the headlines. It, it really reminds me of Michael Hardman, who they signed back and who was excited yeah. to get back in there. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to blow up now. It's the same thing. Like, these guys are so, so fast and great gadget players. And if you remember, Mikol was drafted, like, because Tyreek Hill was in legal trouble. They're like, oh, shoot, he's going to – he might get suspended or whatever – and so, like, they reached for him in the NFL draft. They're like, we need another Tyreek. And he was the fastest guy on the board. So they're like, we'll take Miko <laughs> Hardman. Best. And I was living in Georgia at the time, and all the Georgia people were like, yeah, Miko Hardman, George Bulldogs, he's, he's going to kill it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that guy's going to make it. And he was terrible. <laughs> Obviously, he was terrible. But um, it's the same thing. Like, you're like, I guess you're trying to recapture that magic that you had with Tyreek. And same right. thing with Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Like, yeah, it's fast, but you can't catch. And so – it. It also shows you how truly elite Tyreek Hill is, you know, like how, how different he is. It was not just Mahomes. Obviously he's killing people in Miami. So what a stud. It kind of reminds me of Orlando Jones in the replacement. Super fast. Yes. What was his name? I'm, I'm currently Clifford Franklin, Clifford Franklin. Yes. (laughs) Throw the stick on him. (laughs) <laughs> tried to spike the ball and it stuck to his hand it looks like he jacked off a donkey or something yes <laughs> or a walrus maybe i forget it's a big, big animal <laughs> something ludicrous but yes yeah um okay good movie how'd we get, by the way how do we get there but yes i know we're talking a little bit about free agents and kind of like that uh big week you and i are facing off once again we, we face off week two that was kind of a little muted we didn't even kind of realize it <laughs> we could like oh we, we're playing each other this week but this week it, it it's a big one. Um, I big fortunately one. have just by beating Drader last week clinched the playoff spot, so I'm I'm good. But I'm still kind of fighting for a, a buy in the first round. So I'm currently sitting at third, a game within a buy. So I'm fighting for that. Kemp, you are fighting for your playoff life, and I know you're shaking your head. But the run you have had, you've won four of five. You know you were one in six. Is that what you were? And uh, to come to sniffing a playoff spot is pretty good. So. It's a big week. It's a big week, my man. It is a big week. I've got a huge dagger, though. I just, I'm so bummed this morning because <laughs> Jonathan Taylor apparently is getting thumb surgery and is going to miss what they what they say is two or three weeks. Uh, it could be the rest of the fantasy season. I don't know, but I was really counting on him because I've got Josh Jacobs on a bye this week. So I've had yeah. Taylor, Jacobs, and Eckler's like a rock solid three running backs. Eckler has actually That's not ridiculous. been great. Three-headed monster. <laughs> it's a ridiculous three-headed monster, right? And so everyone in the league is like, and even Ricky's telling me, he's like, oh, Ethan and I are texting, like, don't want to see him in the playoffs. Like, yeah. you don't want to see this team in the playoffs because I've also got C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and Devontae Smith and Josh Downs, who's been a PPR machine. So like, and Dalton Kincaid at tight end. Like, this is a good team. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, number one, I need a couple of kind of miracle situations to happen to get in the playoffs, although I've been in a hot run here. You don't control your own destiny. I don't control my own destiny. I've got to jump a couple people still, and one of them I feel like I can jump. The other one I'm not sure. I think I'm in eighth place right now. I need to get to sixth. But 
Um, without Jonathan Taylor, I've got to start Samaje P. Ryan this week because <laughs> your bitch ass went and picked up Zach Moss. Give me my and... smart ass. My no, smart bitch ass is what you are. And so yeah, now I'm going to start Samaje P. Ryan, and he's projected at five points. And granted, I could still beat you because I'm. You've got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs on a bye, which is yep. extremely helpful. But it's the I mean, I'm scraping it together right now. This is definitely the week to play me. And, you know, speaking of, yes, I was fortunate to get Zach Moss because I had the number one waiver priority. And and I don't know I don't know if I've, I've accidentally done this the past few years or since. Granted, it's getting long now, so I can't really tout this. So I won the league, I want to say, seven years ago. Jesus, it's been a while. Uh, but that year, I held the waiver priority for the longest time because I'm like, there's going to be a late season something that's going to happen. And that, that happened to me that year, and I was able to pick up, I think it was like D'Angelo Williams, who became the huge, massive starter the for the Steelers. When he was with the Steelers, right? Killing it. Yeah. So I was able to get him. And ever since then, I was like, you know what? Towards the end of the year, I want to hold my waiver priority just so I, I – for whatever freak things. And so late yesterday, late afternoon, I saw the Jonathan Taylor news. So I'm like, ooh, I think Kemper drives Zach Moss. He might be available. And so I saw it, and I looked at my waiver priority, which was one. I was like, this is why I've held on to it for so long. I'm not saying he's going to be the reason like I win this week or push me into the championship, but it's just like those small little things. I always just kind of like to hold on. What are your thoughts on that? I, I personally like to hold on to a, a high waiver priority later into the year. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of like a win every week type of person. So yeah. that also fits my mentality in life in general, which is like a YOLO right now, present moment <laughs> type of person. So yeah, I, I think that's very smart if you can, if you can afford to do that. But I'm going to jump on a player if I need one or if I see one sure. that I really like, no matter what. And, think, and so I think what you're saying is you're you're calibrating what type of player, like you you value that number one priority pick differently than I have. You yeah. know, I think there's a there's a ton of validity to what you're doing, and obviously it pays off for you when when there's a big splash at the end of the year. If there's not one of those, you've held it for nothing. Right. That's kind of my mentality too. It's like, like well, your timeouts when you're <laughs> going into yeah, it's like it's like keeping your timeouts. Um, but I don't know. It's it's not wrong that like almost every year something happens kind of around this time. It's like oh snap, like got to get somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, the only thing I will say is, and and you and I have talked about this a lot. There are times where we're looking at the waivers each week, and it's like, man, but but who do I drop? You know, like I don't I don't want to drop X, Y, or Z because. I think they they have a spot on my team. And so I think that's how I was looking at it this year. I'm not saying my team has the best depth, but I'm looking at the pieces available. I'm like, ah, do I really want to give up my waiver priority for this guy who might play this week? And then that's all he would play for me. Like, yeah. So you really need like I, a, a multi-week injury or a season-ending injury, really. Right. And I think what that reminds me of more than anything is the debate about handcuffs. Which players do you handcuff? And how important is it to have a handcuff? And it, I, I feel I feel bad. Been a you. handcuff fan. <laughs> I typically have, but the bye weeks, you know, we've only got five players on our bench, which is a, is a short bench, and the bye yep. weeks will kill you if you if you have a bunch of handcuffs that aren't going to play for you anyway. They're and just honestly, taking up spot. The worst part for you is like you've had Zach Moss on your bench for most of the year because of obviously because of what what's going on with Jonathan Taylor early in the season, and yep. I just keep remembering, and this is why you're kind of in a, a, a tough part of why you're making this late push now is earlier in the season, you got off to a slower start. Obviously your stars weren't doing well. And you, we kept missing Zach Moss. Like you yeah. kept, you had him on your bench when he would go up for like 20 or something. It's like, Shh. but he wasn't there yet. Like I, I totally understand like why you didn't have him starting. 
because he I wasn't trust there. Him. And so you held him for so long. And then finally, like, you had to get rid of him because then Jonathan Taylor clearly took over. He was getting Monster only getting a few touches a game. And then, of course, this craziness happens and then you lose him. So that, that is. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I will say, like, um, here's who I had on my bench and why I had to get rid of Zach Moss at some point. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it was it was so clear that Jonathan Taylor was taking over and Moss was not going to oh, yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, so I ended up, I've got, I had to get an extra tight end this past last week. I got an extra tight end cause I knew Dalton Kincaid was going on to buy this week. So I thought I was yep. like a week ahead of the curve there. I got <laughs> David and Joku who ended up blowing up with Dorian Thompson Robinson. He's had two really good weeks in a row. So now I'm like, good. My tight end position is locked down for this week. I was, tr- I was like, I was ahead of the game. All right. So I'm playing that. I'm playing that well. I picked up, I just picked up Roshan Johnson this week because I missed uh, Zach Moss, but I ended up uh, with Josh Downs being injured. Had him kind of sitting on there. Christian Watson, I've hung on to him all season. Of course, he goes off for 20 points when he's on my bench doing nothing. <laughs> so I've got Dalton Kincaid and David Njoku. I've got Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor. Now I had to pick up Samaji Piran. I had Hollywood Brown, who showed life this past week with Kyler. I've been kind of hanging on to him until Kyler right, came back to the connection last week or last year. There's no one I can get rid of that I would be like, I need, to, I need to have a handcuff instead. You know what right. I mean? And that's what and we've so been talking about. That, that's in my mind, it was kind of like not worth it. The other argue, the other side of the argument is you have to know that if your guy goes down, number one, there will be a very clear handcuff that will take over. And number two, that, that guy will be good. So I didn't <laughs> handcuff Austin Eckler because Joshua Kelly early in the season was so terrible. And yeah. I was like, well, I don't care. If if Eckler goes down, <laughs> I just not gonna run the Chargers running back, you know? Yeah. But um to to the point, like it makes me realize like I absolutely should have had Zach Moss for this specific reason, because he showed early in the season, he was worth keeping if something happened right. to Taylor. And that right again, but going with your, your strategy of, you know, you got to win week by week and he wasn't doing it for the past two, three weeks. So it's like, no, he's done. And this is just a freak thing. If John Taylor's not hurt, Zach Moss is trash. No one's picking him up. So yeah, it's just, it's, un- it's, it's crappy. It's a bad timing. It's and, but our matchup is pretty big. It's it's neck and neck. You're I think you're projected to beat me by a point. So what, for whatever the projections are worth, it's a are worth. Uh, it's a close matchup. So it'll, it's going to be interesting. And you are not out of it. Uh, unfortunately, if you lose this week, you will be. But you went yeah. out. Other things happen. What you're saying is there's a chance. What you're, what you're saying, saying is there's a chance. I need Andy and Rob to completely shit the bed. And, and Ricky Rob plays Rob. Shit the bed. Rob has shit several beds. That, that Except possible. he beat me that week, and I was super yeah. pissed off because milk was a bad choice. Um, milk was a very bad choice. and uh, I yeah. forget who you named milk. Who did you name? Darnell milk? Mooney. Darnell Mooney. I knew it was a bear. I was just thinking, as soon as I said that, I was like, it was a bear. It, it was, was a Darnell bear. Mooney. <laughs> it's a bear. Darnell Mooney. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I've got to beat you. I'm going to. I'm oh, going to crush you. I'm going to be the best seventh place team ever. <laughs> ever. I will storm through the consolation bracket and crush it. I'm going to, at the end of the season, I'm going to pick up Joe Burrow. I'm going to pick up all these people who are out there. Like, look at his team. How did he know? How did he know? Yeah, look back historically at your team. You're like, oh my God. He had Tom Brady. Was that the year that he went off? And well, he was retired. Wait a second. He was retired that year. I don't get that. But whatever, man. He should have won. No, it was definitely that year because he had him on his roster. Uh, so yeah, wild two weeks coming up uh, in my in my neighborhood league. I need to win this week. <laughs> I'll just quickly tell this story because we're talking about waivers. So uh, I'm six and six, currently sitting in fifth place. You know, six teams get in, and I need a big week. I'm playing against my buddy Jason, who is friend of the podcast. 
Uh, he crushed me the first time we played by like 50. I, I either get crushed or crushed. There's no like, yeah, you guys don't have close matchups. It's bizarre. So anyway, uh, playing Jason, luckily in our league, in our neighborhood league, he has Josh Allen. So he's on by. So yesterday I was looking at his team just to see the matchup. I was like, wait, he doesn't, he doesn't have any other quarterbacks. So I was looking, I was like, he has no backup quarterback. So I hop on waivers. I pick up two quarterbacks just to hopefully, you know, I picked up Sam Howell and Matt Stafford just to hopefully block him. Totally worked. I got both of those quarterbacks. He ends up having to pick up Jordan Love again. Did he message uh, you being like you SOB? <laughs> it's his own fault. He has not, but uh yeah, maybe he wanted Jordan he Love. All along. If, if he thinks he's good going with Jordan Love, he's got nothing coming. Kansas State's defense is no joke. So I hope the strategy pays off. I'm actually gonna play Howell because in that league I had Joe Burrow, so I played Dobbs last week. He's on by <laughs> anyway. So I, I'm I'm going with Hal. So maybe it'll give you a good pickup anyway. Best of luck. Best of luck to that. I think Hal Hal could have a good week. Well, actually, and problem. I have Zach Moss in that league too. I held on to him because uh, I don't know. We have a lot more bench spots in that league, so I was like, ah, just he's fine. But I almost dropped him to make these shrewd quarterback moves. Uh, but then I saw the news, so I'm like, nope, Boom, can't that. drop him. <laughs> I had Khalil Shakir ended up dropping, who has been like really pretty good. And I was thinking maybe he he could be like a late season darling kind of thing. Yeah. So he was like the only speculative player that I had on my bench that I didn't expect to start at any given time. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone has been kind of like plugging, you know, plug based, based on waivers, matchups, and whatever. Speaking of Shakir and Milk, uh, that week I was looking at Shakir, but I was like, I already have Digs. Like, I can't play two Bills wide receivers. I'm not gonna pick up Shakir. I'll play with Milk. Turns out Shakir had like 11 points that week. I would have been winning, but oh well. Milk was a bad winning. Choice. Milk was a bad choice. He's been a uh, solid player. Yes. So we have a couple more minutes before we had to, to sign off. Wanted to pick your brain real quick with our Dynasty League. Again, I know we had one episode a few weeks back where we talked about Dynasty. This is something new for both of us. Uh, I, you and I are in completely different um, modes right now. So I am currently in last place, which is wonderful. And you are top three fighting for, you know, playoff positioning, going for top points overall. So completely different. And so obviously with the dynasty league, you keep your roster forever. Uh, there's no redrafting at each season. Uh, all you're drafting for is rookies in each consecutive year. So much different format, way different strategy. I'm still figuring it out clearly. So we're in completely different situations where are you now looking to kind of unload? I know you and I made a trade earlier in the year because I was already kind of out of it where I got your first round pick and you got Derrick Henry and Mike Evans. So are you still in that mode of looking to add some, you know, vets for like a one or two year rental and dishing out picks or you, you're good where you're at? Cause I'm right now, I'm just trying to gobble up some picks and kind of go from there. Yeah. You don't have as many old players remaining that people would, would give you picks for. And you gotta be careful not to give away your young guys for picks. Right. Cause you're like, a pick may not be better than what I already got. So right. it's a tough spot. Um, you may have maxed out your picks. At the only point. one in fact, you used to pick I did so that so I, I that is I kind of had to go against that strategy because currently I have no starting quarterbacks in a league where you can start two and you have to start one because I had Joe Burrow this was my my three quarterback lineup at the beginning of the season Joe Burrow <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill and Mac Jones so Tannehill obviously got hurt and then obviously got benched for Will Levis gone Joe Burrow obviously out for the year Mac Jones 
is basically done. Uh, he should be benched if he still hasn't. He still hasn't yet. So I currently had zero starting quarterbacks. Uh, I was able to pick up Jake Browning, which was a big win for me. <laughs> to get it was a fifty dollar fab uh, <laughs> waiver pickup. <laughs> um, but I did just make a trade with Ricky. Uh, where I gave him a first-round pick, not this season, because I'm going to get more than likely the number one overall pick, uh, but the following season for one Broccoli Purdy. So yeah, I was pretty I happy with that. We, we were going back and forth a long time about that. Uh, need a quarterback. Purdy's a, a good upside guy. He's obviously super young, so I'm happy with that. I know Ricky's happy with my pick, because right now it's a very valuable pick, because if I'm if I'm not great next year, it's going to be very high. So yeah. Uh, I think it worked out for both of us. He has already Jalen Hurts and Tua, so he didn't really need Purdy. And he also had he another had starter. Four quarterbacks, Baker. I think, actually. He, he also had Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. So, yeah, so he, he did pretty well to draft a bunch of quarterbacks and then use those as trade bait, I think. Yeah. It, it, which is like we all learned the strategy. Mm-hmm. We did this, this long, slow snake draft to start the season, and like none of us really knew what to expect. Only one guy, I think, yeah. had played in Dynasty before. And so we're all like – I don't know. Should I jump on all quarterbacks early? Should I take <laughs> right. all young guys? Should I mix, you know, young and old? And then like, I don't know, everyone kind of did a different strategy and the, and the teams turned out. It, it, it mattered a lot. I'll just say it mattered a yeah. lot because you drafted almost every player that was relevant in the league. Oh, yeah. And so like who you drafted in the startup mm-hmm. draft definitely dictates where your team ended up right now, much more than any normal redraft fantasy league. Right. And as we talked about in the, the dynasty episode, like I, I wasn't sure what strategy I kind of bailed on one, like halfway through the draft and, and you can tell. So I, I, I didn't really know what to do. So, and that's clearly showing my teams made had a great week this past week though. <laughs> this one week points. was awesome. It so was great. To go back and answer your question. I'm not yeah. completely done trying to add to my team. I would love to level up my tight end. I've got Evan Ingram who's actually tight end seven on the year in this league. Yeah, so solid. not a problem at all. But I wouldn't hate upgrading. And so if I can find the right kind of a deal, I am willing to give some future picks away. Um, I did just get a a first rounder back for this year. So I'm actually back in the first round and it's a better first rounder than I was going to have. So I'm excited about that and thinking about who I could get there. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's the one spot where I feel like if I can get a, a better player at tight end, I'll do it. Um, Cause otherwise my team is pretty loaded. Yeah. Uh, I do the point where I have three or four guys every week that I'm like, should I start them or I mean, people like Amari Cooper and Hollywood Brown. And I've had Najee Harris on my bench several weeks and all three of those guys on my bench several weeks, you know, because I just got too many other good options. Hey, uh, if you want to upgrade a tight end, I just got Brock Wright. So (laughs) you are, you are going for the all Brock team, which I think is a smart move. Uh, If I have the number one overall pick, Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, done. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to draft him with Drader's third or fourth pick. It's going to be right in that wheelhouse. Lose your mind. Yeah. I'm going to milk you for all of your draft picks to trade for that one. That's fine. I'll give you every pick I have remaining. I'll give you every pick for the next three years. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it's coming down to the wire. Fantasy playoffs coming soon. So, obviously, you and I have this big matchup in our league. Um, Fantasy, or excuse me, Dynasty, you're looking good. Only a couple, two more weeks there, and uh, you'll be battling for that top spot. So a lot still left to play for, even for me in the toilet bowl in our Dynasty. I'm still looking to, you know, meet for picks and stuff like that. So still a lot of moves can be made, uh, obviously, in our, in our league. You got some help you're going to be needing, but... 
very possible. Anything is possible. Just ask Kevin Garnett. So until right. next time, keep on folding. Hold it. <laughs>